Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. I got to tell you, I've got the best job in the world talking to brilliant people and not just people, superhuman people, entrepreneurs. These are not just people. These are brilliant people, and I love this job. I love the magazine. It's on newsstands everywhere. You can go to our website, entrepreneur.com, if you can spell it. I still have to think really hard every time I write entrepreneur. It's one of those words, you know, but uh, lots of great information. If you're an entrepreneur, you know the magazine. If you're a entrepreneur, you need to get to know the magazine, and uh, this radio show is fun. I, I talk to a lot of fun people. We try and extract from them like the Gelflings in the Dark Crystal. If you've ever seen that movie by Jim Henson, he puts the little Gelflings in these like look like dentist chairs. And then he slides the big whatever it is, the door open in the Dark Crystal. The light from the Dark Crystal goes into their eyes and then their 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 vital essence drips into a little vial. That's what we're about to do to Roy Sharples. He is the, the president, CEO, and founder of Unknown Origins. Roy, welcome to the show. You are my Gelfling for the day, by the way. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much. How on earth can I possibly live up to an intro like that? You, you grace the world with poetry when I can only provide prose. <laughs> well, first of all, we're going to have to get a translator because I can't understand a word you're saying. Damn it. Where are you from, Scotland or something? I am. Yeah, I, I love am. it. I love it. Okay. So and, if can, and if you can't get that um, interpretator, please let me know because I've been trying desperately hard all of my life to find a good one and I've failed miserably. <laughs> okay. Well, let me start with, first of all, I, I love what you got going on here, but there was a mistake. Oh my gosh. And I, I don't normally do this on the radio, but you're, you know, part of your, your shtick is philosophy starts in the bedroom. And I know you meant boardroom, but you, you actually wrote bedroom. So you guys got to go in and do a spell check or something because philosophy yeah. start. Or did you mean bedroom? I'm just curious. I absolutely did mean, mean bedroom. <laughs> oh and I did toy with that because I, I knew it would be a bit of a red heaven at some point. But it does. <laughs> and it starts at that moment when, when you're really young and you're, you've got that childlike wonder and your sense of adventure and all that creative thinking, a lot of it is born in your bedroom, right? Which then becomes the, a mindset um, as you kind of go through life. And I think as an entrepreneur, as a, as a creative person, I think it's really important that the more you go through life is to retain that childlike kind of wonder and curiosity and, and sense of adventure in that the world is in front of you and never behind you. So what you're saying is that this creative side that we have starts at a very young age in the bedroom. When, of course, like last night, I closed my eyes and I was just my wife says, what are you thinking about? And I said, oh, I don't know. And, and I I was just watching the theater of my mind. I was watching all the interesting things going on, which I don't know whether we call that you know, God speaking to us in the wordless word, you might say, or, or using our mind's eye as a creative palette or movie screen to show us the wonders that he has for us in the future. I don't know what that is. That's why I often close my eyes in bed and just watch for a little while. I become a, like a watcher. 
But isn't that funny? I mean, I, I guess yeah. I knew that you meant philosophy starts in the bedroom, but I didn't realize you were going that far back to when I was a little kid. But <laughs> right? Why did you say that though? That philosophy starts in the bedroom. I think creativity, of course, starts when you're a little child. But philosophy, my goodness, give me a minute on that. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it as well, right? Is actually let me refer to someone else who, who says it a lot better than what I probably do. Is Picasso always believed that children are artists. All of us are artists when we come into the world. But they lose their creativity if they allow it to be when they kind of grow up. And so grow into, not out of your creativity. Don't give up on the dreams of your childhood and, and, and approach the world through a child's eyes. Mm. So learn, innovate, and never waste time on anything else that seems to restrict you. And I've, I've always been conscientious of that. Mm, I love it. All right, hold tight. I love that. It is the innocence, you know what they say, from the mouths of babes. It is that innocence. And uh, Roy Sharple is going to talk to us a little bit about this. You can find him online, unknownorigins.com. Unknownorigins.com. We'll be right back with more. Oh, if the sky comes falling down for you, there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do. Can't get enough of Entrepreneur Weekly? Check out our podcast on iTunes for even more content. Subscribe today. Well, you're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. I'm Alan Taylor, and we are here with Roy Sharples. He is the CEO and founder of Unknown Origins. And the add the dot com on the end, and you'll find him. UnknownOrigins.com. He wrote a book. Creativity Without Frontiers, How to Make the Invisible Visible by Lighting the Way into the Future. Could you have had a little bit longer title there, Roy? That's what I'm just curious. That's a long title. I, I did try my hardest, yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, will you? Because, I mean, you have, I mean, from the name of your organization, Unknown Origins, this is very creative. It's very intriguing to people. The name of the book, Creativity Without Frontiers, it made me go, eh? you know, it's like, wait a minute. And then, of course, I yeah. read the subtitle and I go, okay, okay, all right. But still, everything about you is a bit mysterious. And I think that's kind of good. So let's get rid of some of that mystery and talk about who is Roy Sharples. Roy Sharples is on a mission to save the world from banality by unleashing creative power. I've spent the last 25 years delivering innovation by building beloved brands, bringing new products and services to market, and creating and developing startups and leading large businesses across the globe. And what really compelled me to craft this and bring it to market was I, I didn't feel there was one that truly existed, but it's also like a, an area that I've always been fascinated in, like creativity is the ability to make the invisible visible by taking what is not and creating what is, and it manifests what is inside you and around you, transcending the obvious, ordinary, and routine. And so embracing originality and making unique connections between disparate universes, past and present, to light the way into the future. And if you look at all of the great creative leaders 
become the ones that became entrepreneurs and, and absolute pioneers in their field. The common trait amongst them is, you know, like they believed in themselves and they, the, their ideas and they were always moving forward and they never gave up. And the interesting thing as well, Alan, is when you look at a lot of the greats, you know, like um, they really suffered from hardship, melancholy and adversity, which inspired the creativity. And what, one of the traits that I found when I was kind of doing this book was people who survive alienation, oppression, poverty and other life challenges realize that it fuels their genius when, it, when they can focus it on something creative. And this primal desire to survive the odds with extraordinary intellectual ability, mental toughness, grit, and creative productivity is what fuels an insatiable drive for for self-actualization. And this in turn inspires creativity. It's when you know how to channel your passion and energy into creativity and to be able to create meaningful outcomes, your outputs will become the next generation's inputs by lighting the way into the future and, and passing that baton whatever field it is that you're in and leaving the world in a better place. And I think the key within this as well is it's aspiring to be as influential as the things that influence you. Not to imitate them, but to be as influential um, as the people that have influenced you. And by doing that, you can recreate the world. And I think the key question there is when you go through that self-realization is, should you be acceptable to others or to yourself? And the, the option that I believe is all to, to yourself. And that's what drives creativity and the, the spirit of self-actualization through, through living a fulfilled life. Mm. Man, you have picked a subject and a tact to this subject that is definitely intriguing. I mean, again, unknown origins. <laughs> you literally said, okay, God. Let me find the most difficult, you know, subject to be able to make understandable to the uh, non-creative mind. Some people just don't, they haven't been able to tap into their creative mind. They want to be. Have you ever watched somebody that tries to draw a picture and you go, you know, they see an artist and they, they go, oh, I'd love to draw. I've always wanted to draw. And then you say, all right, well, go ahead here. Take my pencil, take my piece of paper and here copy exactly what i did and literally you know you've got you know kind of a a a nice drawing or something going and they can't even copy it they don't even know where to start their creativity is behind a locked door we're going to talk about that on the other side how to unlock your creativity it's in there but you just haven't tapped into it yet and maybe roy sharples can help you unknown origins Com. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more Entrepreneur Weekly after these messages. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Our guest today is Roy Sharples, S-H-A-R-P-L-E-S. Roy Sharples from Unknown Origins. That doesn't mean I don't know where he is. I I know he's in Seattle somewhere or somewhere (laughs) close, right, Roy? But the question coming up here next, um, he wrote a book, Creativity Without Frontiers. Creativity. 
how does a person tap into those unknown origins? If they know that they're there, they want to be creative. They just don't know how their their hands are almost like locked and you know like claws, and they they try and draw a picture or, or try and have a creative thought, and they have you know they have creativity block. How does a person get past that, Roy? It's the million dollar question, and I one thing I want to make absolutely clear as well, Alan, is creativity exists in absolutely every single person. It's not just limited to the artists, right, or the the stereotypical creatives. It's every single domain practice and type that creativity exists and your question is to address it holistically in five key ways imagination innovation aesthetics entrepreneurship and manifestation so imagination it's about being able to create design and make new things by seeing the unseen or or looking left when others are looking right and navigating the journey to get there by evoking magic and delight and turning your imagination into art whatever that domain might be Secondly, innovation. So being able to revel in finding the future by tinkering with and experimenting with, say, for example, technology as an example. But just as important, if not more important, is to cross-pollinate across multiple domains and practices in the creative arts, but also beyond that, whatever domain that you are in. And then thirdly, aesthetics. So the ability to blend the art and science with excellence in your craft by anticipating future trends inspired by the industry that you're in, culture, and connected to emotions and imagination. And then, fourthly, entrepreneurship. So the ability just to get up and make things happen, to to, to fearlessly lead toward those invisible horizons, to find the future by being adaptive, persistent, and resilient. And finally, manifestation. So to light the way in the future by breaking through conventional values, tastes, and perceptions, by being able to manifest what's within you, but also around you and convert that into something creative, whatever your domain might be. Mm, mm, mm. So these are five stages. And I did not write the first one down. Give it to me again, please, so I get it. I want to write it. The first one was imagination, right? So I, I would think of them more as principles rather than stages. So imagination, the first one is around, about creating, designing, and making new things by seeing the unseen and navigating the journey to get there by evoking magic and delight and turning your imagination into art. Now, your observation around stages, so those are the principles for creative leadership. And the stages part, that's more around the creative process that I put together. And that's around dream, make, and do. So dream is the first part of the creative process where you're applying divergent thinking to dream without frontiers, to find breakthrough ideas by envisioning the desired outcome. The second part of the phase is make. So that's where you're adopting a do-it-yourself sensibility by using convergent thinking to review and select the best ideas and then rapidly prototype and construct a plan to bring them to life. Then thirdly and finally, the third part of the phase is do. So that's kind of where you're reviewing the solution to identify improvements, make eliminations, fine-tune remove any obstacles, mitigate risks from bringing it to market or bringing it to life with the audience and, and, and the market that you're targeting. And whether that solution is a new business, a brand campaign, a physical product, a new service, an industrial design, a song, a film, a story, or a painting, it's applicable across all domains of where it applies, where applied creativity um, is needed. So you are a bit like a 
psychiatrist and I feel like I'm lying on a bed right now or on the on the couch you might say and because I close my eyes a lot of times when I have my guests on so I can really listen and you said dream make do this is the equivalent of yeah tell them what you're going to do your dream do it make do is now you've done it so tell them what you did so tell them what you're going to do do it and then tell them what you did to me, that is one of the, oh, yeah. you know, one of the, 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 I guess my principles of my business is I always like to have a follow-up when I'm done doing a little piece of business with somebody. I give them, you know, kind of a, um, I don't know, just a follow-up note saying, by the way, here's some photos and here's some things and this is what we started out with and this is what we did and here's what it looked like and I hope you had a good time. And I've gotten so many interesting comments from that. At one point, I did a big thing for Shell. And they said, do us a favor, please send us a bill for $10,000 because we want to help you pay for what you just did. Of course, I gave them a 120-page book at that point, this huge event we did. And they loved it so much. And I said, why would you do that? And they said, because we spent millions of dollars on this project and everybody kept scratching their heads saying, I, I, you know, I think I understand, but you made it to where we could show them what we did and the process it took and who we dealt with. And I got to tell you, it has been such a, a great follow-up piece for me i've gotten more business through doing that with my clients is that i i told them what i was going to do i did it and then i showed them what i did so that's the dream make and do by the way you guys can all find roy and roy sharples and his team unknown origins very simply at unknownorigins.com if you are looking for your creative energies and juices you can also find his book creativity without frontiers roy you've been great thank you very much really appreciate it Oh, hey, likewise. I've really um, enjoyed chatting with you and really appreciated your energy and authenticity. So uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Unknownorigins.com. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. We'll be right back. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. Hi, I'm Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The Maloof Foundation is confronting this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But this cause can't be won alone. Learn how you can join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity at MaloofFoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F Foundation.org. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. So, you know how hard it is to connect with the big guys, you know, the the, the Comcast, NBC Universal, the, the, the big guys. Because, you know, a lot of us entrepreneurs, we're content creators. We, we're in we're in the media world. At least we want to break into the media world and that's actually what I've been doing for the last 30 years. And, and somebody said to me the other day, you know, you were born with a microphone in your mouth. I said, no, I wasn't. That was my thumb. But anyway, I have a guest on right now. Her name is Danielle Kahn. She is the vice president of the startup engagement and head of Comcast NBC Universal. Well, first of all, what is the startup engagement thing you're doing? And, it, and it's powered by tech stars. You guys are doing something very unusual for the size of organization that you are. Danielle, welcome to the show. Maybe you could just give us the elevator pitch of what you're doing there. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. This is amazing. Yeah. To give a a little context, startup engagement at Comcast NBC Universal, we sit within the strategic development team and our team really provides that like early lens for future growth areas that will bring new innovation to our company and ultimately to our customers. And we do this by bringing together leaders from across the company, across Comcast, NBC, Universal, Universal Parks, Pictures, Sky, and the broader family of brands. They end up working side by side with strategically aligned global startups for three reasons. One is to drive a startup mindset back into our already very innovative teams. Two is to really develop startup partnerships at the earliest stage that can enhance our customers or our employees' lives. And three is to make an impact in the startup communities where we all live and work. And through all of these programs and collaborations, we spot early disruptions, emerging technologies and platforms, edge opportunities, and we gain really valuable insights and efficiencies along the way. So you guys are literally almost like talent scouts. You know, I guess I don't know how to call this anything else. You're, you're looking for the next new big thing. And I, I think this is great because otherwise you have to create it yourself. And then it turns, it turns into a much different task. You're looking for organic talent. I get, I don't know. I mean, let's talk about this for a few minutes because in the world that we're living in today, things are changing at a rapid rate and people are such different. We're such different people today than we were just a decade ago because technology is at our fingertips. People are creating content that would have never imagined that they would have audiences of the hundreds of thousands, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions in some cases. We look at guys, you know, that are out there. I mean, I have a few friends, I won't name them just in case they're working for competitive, but a few friends that have bigger audiences than some of the alphabet networks, if you know what I mean. It's like, where did that come from? That's organic growth. And I think that's what you guys are looking for. But I love how you're you're opening this up and you're like, even you know, in, in us having this conversation, you're like, hey guys, if you got ideas, if you've got content, bring them to us. Is that what it boils down to? So you mentioned talent and it's absolutely, you know, we're founder focused. So we work with scalable startups that have built some form of technology and a solution that gets used in either media or entertainment or connectivity or sports Ah. and how you end up interacting with a lot of your content. So we're not necessarily scouting for content creators, but content platforms, as an example, Ah. could be a solution that that might be a fit. And one example of that from our accelerator two years ago, a company by the name of Afroland TV, an incredible platform that now streams to 50 million customers on Zumo, Flex, X1, and our new X-Class TVs. It is all content from Africa and African creators that is curated on Afroland TV. Mm. And that was an area of focus as a company. We wanted to make sure that we had a plethora of content, diverse content. And by finding a partner like Afroland TV that was curating this content already, 
a very young company now has distribution within a year that probably would have taken them 10 years to build. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. See, a lot of this stuff, it, it flies over my head sometimes when I'm browsing through because there's so much going on right here with what you guys are doing. I thought it was a content play, but it's really more of a technology play. It can be a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, in the gaming space, as an example, one of the companies that was just in our latest accelerator called Loot Locker is a developer's platform that allows, you know, a, a team of two creators to develop a new game and launch it without having to do all the technology backend. They can actually focus on being the creators of a game. And instead of having to build it all themselves, they can now sort of layer their creative on top of the Loot Locker platform and launch a game, just two people. Right. And, you know, most of the games that are out there, many of the most popular games out there were created by two, three people. And this allows them to now monetize it and get it out to a much broader and, and bigger audience a, a lot faster. When did you guys start this startup engagement at Comcast, NBC Universal? This, this is, I guess, I don't know, maybe is this cutting edge? This is great. Thank you. This is an amazing program that started about seven years ago. I was brought in to essentially build a program that would open our doors even wider for startups from all backgrounds. We've been very intentional in talking to founders all over the country and around the world of what could make a really great startup corporate program where we could collaborate together. And so all of our programs were built with insights from 1,500 founders around the globe. Wow. And we shift them and as things change out in the community. And it is definitely a best-in-class program. We do have partners in organizations like Techstars that help us to run a component of our program, which is our accelerator that just finished up. We just had an amazing demo day. 11 companies from around the world were all in Philadelphia pitching to investors and to customers, internal champions of theirs. It was a great day to celebrate all that they had done within 12 short weeks. They probably accomplished more than most companies do in a year in that time frame. Wow. All right. Hold tight. We'll take a little break here. Uh, all right, this is very interesting, and I'm sure that the uh, eyebrows are rising on some of the young entrepreneurs, or it doesn't matter what age you are, entrepreneurs of any age. Um, here's an opportunity. When we come back, I'll give you the website and how to get a hold of Danielle Kahn. Um, startup engagement at Comcast NBC Universal. We'll be right back. For you, there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do. We're listening to Entrepreneur Radio, just like Entrepreneur Magazine, on the newsstands everywhere. Thanks for joining us. Once a week, we try to talk to the cutting-edge entrepreneurs and or those who are trying to help the entrepreneurs and the founders out there, um, such as Danielle Kahn, who is she is the um, vice president for um, NBC Universal, Comcast NBC Universal, and Startup Engagement at NBC, Comcast at NBC Universal. Boy, that's a mouthful. Danielle, thanks again for being with us and taking the time to do this. Can we talk about 
how aspiring entrepreneurs and founders can better refine their process in order to scale faster to grow their businesses through this startup engagement process that you guys are talking about. I mean, I think that's at the end of the day, that's what everybody's what you're like, how do we do this? What's the story? What's the process? Yeah, so often I'm asked, you know, what are the companies or what do I see that's similar in companies that succeed the most in our programs and the ones that move and grow the fastest? And to sort of generalize things, and certainly there's always outliers, but I think the companies that we see succeed the most, the fastest, they have very strong leaders who have a point of view. They are transparent in their feedback. They listen to themselves at the same time. And they hire a very diverse group of team members who bring you know, varying ideas and expertise to the table. And they focus on, I'd say, the, the sort of most important outcomes that drive to results. And at the end of the day, even if they're young, they are just absolutely excellent on basic business acumen, meaning they're great communicators, they follow through on their leads, they take care of their teams, and they take care of the communities in which they live and work. And those are the things that sometimes, you know, sometimes people take those things for granted. And overall, I'd say that the, you know, networking and making the connections is so critical to a startup success, building your network, working your network, knowing when to ask for help. And that's a very big part of what we do at Startup Engagement at Comcast is we help startups with business development across our company and even beyond our company in our broader startup partner network and help them with their go-to-market strategy, branding strategy, storytelling, pitching to investors, and even in some cases, you know, how they pitch to press in the future. Right, right. So do you ask them for a piece of the business for this? I'm just curious what's in it for you guys at that point. Yeah, so Comcast is an investor through our accelerator in each one of the companies. Gotcha. But we really do this and provide much more than funding. It is about business development. It is about go-to-market strategy. And in many cases, our teams across the entire company, across Comcast, NBC, Universal, Sky, We learn so much along the way. We have mentors who spend a lot of time with the companies in helping them to develop their businesses. Wow. And along that way, they're working side by side. And the executive who's been in their role for 10 years in some cases is learning just as much from that founder as they're contributing. It's so funny because I have people come to me all the time, everything from needing money to, you know, hoping God is going to answer their, their prayers, if you know what I'm saying. And some of these folks, I mean, they're, they're extremely spiritual people and they, they'll hear a show like this and go, Oh my God, that's it. There's the answer right there. My prayers have been answered. If you know what I'm saying, because this is huge. What you guys are doing is huge for the, the entrepreneur who doesn't possibly have a a hope in, in their lifetime, they don't feel any way to be able to do what you're doing. I look at some of these while you're talking, I'm looking at Thinker Tinker, which creates educational toys for children. Could you talk about that one for a second? 
Yeah. So Thinker Tinker, one of the great companies from a previous class. And what Thinker Tinker is, is actually a connected toy company that has made a series now of products, one of which their first product was Octobo, a connected octopus that you would interact with as a kid. It would <laughs> um, you know, give you kind of real-time feedback. And during our program, they established a relationship with Universal Brand Development and actually rolled out a Music Stars themed trolls line in the last year. And that's just one example of, of how a company like Thinker Tinker might work with right. a part of our company. That's oh, great. It's great. All right. So we have one more segment when we come back. Um, certainly you can continue showing the audience of Entrepreneur Magazine and this radio show that is broadcast all over the country, um, how they can interact better with uh, Comcast NBC Universal. We've been doing that here, but if you're just joining us, we're going to continue the conversation on the other side with Danielle Kahn, who is the uh, Vice President of Startup Engagement at Comcast NBC Universal. Don't go anywhere. Here's an opportunity for you. Are you paying too much for business insurance? Do you have critical gaps in your coverage? Entrepreneur Insurance can help you find out. In six out of 10 policies, business owners are paying too much for property, general liability, or workers' comp insurance. Entrepreneur Insurance can help you identify ways to save and any gaps in coverage. Head to entrepreneur.com insurance to complete the questionnaire and get a personalized quote. It's an easy way to find out if you're paying too much. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash insurance. You're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Okay, I have not given the website yet, so it is time to do that. Uh, our guest, Danielle Kahn, she's vice president, startup engagement at Comcast NBC Universal. You ready for this? You don't need to do the W's, but you can if you want. If you just type in lift.comcast.com, it'll take you right there, which I think is funny. It's like the more our world continues to evolve, it's like all of a sudden you don't even really have to put the W's anymore. The computer does it for you. But anyway. Okay, so the question I have for you, Danielle, and thank you again for being with us. What do large companies look for in startups? I mean, I get pitches probably, you know, 25 a day and sometimes 100 a day of things that people want me to talk about on the radio show here. And I imagine you get a lot of that, too. And I even misunderstood a little bit in the beginning here because I thought it was a content play. But it's a, really it's a tech content startup I mean, it's, it's really just a, like a think tank opportunity for you guys, but it's also a beautiful, I think it's a lift. And I guess that's why the word is in lift labs here. It's a lift for entrepreneurs. It's a give back, I think, from this big company. What do you guys look for in startups? Yeah, startups are at the forefront of solving very big challenges that our world is facing. And we at, at Comcast NBCU are always looking for partnerships with startups that, number one, have amazing founders. And this audience that's listening of entrepreneurs, it's all about you. It's about the, the leadership and your founder mentality. 
but we're seeking partnerships with startups that are strategically aligned with our business goals and our growth areas. And that includes, you know, media, entertainment, connectivity, sports. It can sometimes also, to your point earlier, it can be a combination of a content platform but our team is not the team that looks for content creators, per right, se. Right. More of the technology and innovations that can enhance the products and services that we provide to our customers and, and even our employees. Our most recent focus areas have included the future of work for people who are working from home, employees back to the office, how people collaborate across the world as teams. And then another focus has been on interactive and immersive experiences. And that's really around what does content look like of the future in terms of metaverse, augmented reality, virtual reality, gaming, et cetera. And then the third bucket of sports, we have an entire sports tech program. Mm. And we recently just concluded our fourth Comcast NBC Universal Lift Labs Accelerator that we run in partnership with Techstars, which is a global startup accelerator. And Basically, companies from around the globe, hundreds and hundreds of applications come in each year. Our next application will open up in March for that program. And we narrow it down to about 10 to 12 companies each year. And over a 12-week, very intense period, the ultimate outcome is announcing what they accomplished. What did they get done during the program? And this year, eight of the 11 companies in our program, landed an agreement with some part of our company. And that's what they announced during Demo Day. And those that didn't are still working with different teams across our enterprise to figure out where the fit is still. Mm -hmm. And these are partnerships that they take years to develop. And uh, these will be, you know, going on for years to come. Awesome. The website again is lift.comcast.com for the startup engagement at Comcast NBC Universal. Danielle Kahn, I think this is beautiful. Last words. I know you guys must be thinking about diversity with what, what's going on in our world today. Can you give us just a 30 seconds on that? We have, through the years of building this program and talking to founders, we definitely saw there was a greater need for access, specifically for founders of color and women. I'm sure this audience already knows the sad statistics that only a very small amount of funding, VC funding, goes to female founders it just continues to shrink. And so we have been very intentional and making it a mandate since our very beginning. And actually 65% of all the founders across our accelerators uh, identify in the categories of either, you know, a diverse founder, meaning they're a person of color, sure. racial, you know, racial, ethnic minority, or a, a female founder. Right. And we're really proud of that. And um, we just launched a docu-series called Founding in Color Um, that you can actually watch on television now looking at the underrepresented founders through our programs, um, through this fantastic series. Beautiful. All right. The website, lift.comcast.com. If you fit into any of that rainbow of opportunities there, Danielle Kahn, thank you from Comcast NBC Universal. Awesome job. Thanks for having me. All right. We will keep you all posted with opportunities just like this right here on Entrepreneur Weekly. See you next week. This program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated.